Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Aloha, hello and good evening everyone. This is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor. I'm here with my weekly announcement of the Police Science Snippets. The Police Science Snippets are three pieces of research that I've extracted from research and academic articles in the fields of criminology, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, anything that's to do with police research and police science. And I send these snippets out to my email list subscribers. Now, if you want to be an email list subscriber and you want to get these emailed to, to your inbox, along with everything else that I might be announcing, and any discounts you might you might be getting and announcements and privileged access, then just don't join the Police Science Doctor email list. Just go to policesciencedoctor.com and input your details into the registration form that either pops up or just go to the footer where you can find the registration form as well. So before I get to the snippets, I would like to tell you some other stuff. So um, as I announced last week, I'm holding a new event or a series of events, actually. These are going to be the free stress and resilience and policing workshops. Why, are they, why is this important? Well, very recently, we, um, Jenny McKenna and I, did the mental health and policing webinar, and that was very well received. There's really, really big thirst and interest for this globally. We had speakers on this webinar from Canada, New Zealand, Australia, the US and the UK. And uh, it was really good. Um, and I'm not saying this because it's my event, because it wasn't my content. I interviewed 12 different people who are either experts, researchers in the field or field or practitioners who have something to say about mental health and resilience, the impacts, the problems, but also the solutions. So actually, if you go to the um, to this web page here, and I've, I've removed it, but if you go to policesciencedoctor.com forward slash MH, M for mother, H for, um, ah, I'm drawing a blank here. Hello. What, I don't know what the um, police alphabet thing is. Um, so if you go to MH, mental health, you basically get the replay of the entire webinar. It was quite long, so you can watch it in the two parts. The first part was the challenges. The second part was the um, solutions. You can actually download a free poster I've put on there for you that you can print off and hang on your wall. Don't print it if you're not going to be using it for anything. I don't condone useless printing, poor trees. But if you're if you're going to find it useful, if you want to use it as a blueprint, blueprint for what you want to introduce in your own police agency, do print it off. So that's the poster with the solutions as, as um, suggested by the speakers at the mental health webinar. So policesciencedoctor.com forward slash MH. Mama and um, I still don't know what H is. So if you're watching and you remember what H is in the alphabet, in the police alphabet or the phonetic alphabet, let me know because I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyway, so that's um, that's what you've got available to you from the mental health webinar. Uh, so Ginny, my co-host and uh, my co-host from the webinar, she and I are running this um, series of three free workshops. Okay, starting next Tuesday, then that's going to be on Thursday, and then the week after. And it's going to be focusing on stress and resilience, trauma, exposure, how to deal with it as a police officer or member of staff, you're actually going to learn something on these workshops, okay, they're called workshops, because you're going to learn some skills. And uh, they're free, so please do attend them. The um, You can register right here for your free place, because if you can't attend live, I would suggest that um, you register anyway, because then I'll be able to email you the links, because if you register, I know that you're interested in this event, and I'll email you the links to the replay. 
and uh, you will also get a certificate of attendance for um, for each of them if you register. And I know that's important for some of you to be able to get the time of um, at work to be able to attend these. And um, what uh, Ginny is doing, so actually, you know, what she's teaching you at these workshops is going to be a little bit of a glimpse into what she's offering in a, in a much deeper form and more, you know, in-depth format in her upcoming emergency stress pit stop course. So if you know that that is something that you will need, if that's, if you know that's something that you want to do, um, have a look here, you'll find much more information on there. That, also, that course is open now for registrations and um, enrollment closes on the 18th of June, so not that much time. It's Friday the 18th of June is the cutoff date. Um, you can enroll until then, then we'll have a complete cohort. And then on Saturday the 19th, the course actually starts, so you can register by then. And um, also the next thing I'd like to tell you is that this Thursday I'm interviewing a very big personality in the field of investigative psychology and that's Professor Gabrielle Salfati. Now she works at the John Jay College of um, Criminal Justice in New York, USA, and she's one of the early adopters um, in the field of investigative psychology. She's done a lot of work in a variety of fields, but we're going to be talking about crime linkage, how to link zero crimes what to look out for, how to find the patterns, you know, what to know, what to link on and what not to link on. Very, very important when you're investigating serial offenses. This is for very relevant to investigators, detectives and analysts, crime analysts, intelligence analysts, whatever you might be calling them in your agency. So that's this Thursday, two days from now, 7 p.m. BST, 2 p.m. EST. So it'll actually be 2 p.m. from her because she'll be joining me from live from New York. Now, Let's get to this week's police science snippets. So the first one is about trauma exposure exposure of delinquent adolescents. So adolescents who are involved in the criminal justice system. They have um, experienced an average of 4 to 17 traumatic incidents in their life. Now, remember I said adolescents, so they're not even grown up yet. They're maybe 18, you know, between 18 and 11, something like that. 4 to 17. Um, and I've heard several times before that the normal, you know, the normal person has maybe three to six critical life events in their lives. I was trying to find the reference um, for that particular statistic. I wasn't able to find it, but that, that is what I, what I recall from what was said. So the normal person, three to six incidents, critical incidents in their lifetime, these adolescents already had an average of between four to 17 in just, you know, 10 to 18 years. So these are highly traumatized and um, very vulnerable. And they come to the police to police attention because of what they're doing and because of what, what they have done. But there are things that have been happening to them. So they have been victimized over and over again. So these um, incidents include physical assault and assault with a weapon. The link to the original article, as usual, is in there for you. And by in there, I mean in the email. Um, the next one is about stress, sleep, and PTSD. Cumulative critical incident exposure is associated with nightmares, so this is um, in police offices, but not that impactful on general sleep quality. What is very harmful, though, to general sleep quality is the stress from offices' general work, in, work environment. Now, this is um, interesting because this is coming back to something that Dr. Jacqueline Drew told us in the mental health webinar, that everybody thinks you know the trauma caused by policing is the traumatic incidents they have to deal with and traumatic traumatic incidents they go to but what's actually as she was saying was twice as harmful as those traumatic incidents are work stresses created by the work environment by the organization they work for poor leadership lack of support 
you know, the lack of resources, being overworked, and everything that comes with being a police officer. Now, what is the saying is that um, you do get nightmares from the traumatic incidents, but in terms of general sleep quality, what is causing a problem is the stress from officer's general work the officer's general work environment. So that's really interesting. That's feeding exactly into what she, um, Dr. Drew was talking about um, at the mental health webinar. And the last police science snippet for this week is um, about domestic abuse and police culture. It's a bit long, so I'm going to read it out. It might not be possible to eradicate or at least decrease gender-based crimes. So we're talking about domestic abuse in this case, until we can shift attitudes and so social norms regarding women in general, as males are overrepresented in the police. So here in the UK, it's about 70% of police officers who are male. The figures are different in other countries and the figures are also different for staff, police staff members, but police officers are 70%. Um, some police officers' views and attitudes do not vary in terms of sexism and gender stereotypes from other males in patriarchal environments. The police play a pivotal role in the fight against domestic abuse. Therefore, they must have the right attitudes and skills to deal with this gendered crime. This um, reminds me of something that Dr. Patrick Tidmarsh was saying as well when I interviewed him about how to investigate sexual um, offending with a whole story approach. He was saying that society still has a lot of um, myths, still holds a lot of myths and misconceptions about um, sexual offending and sexual offenders offenses and how victims should react and how victims should behave and they have certain expectations which are actually unrealistic and incorrect and that can negatively impact an investigation and everything that comes with it you know how the victim is treated how she how she then responds to that and how open she is in forthcoming with information and he was also saying that you know society has these views well, police officers, they didn't grow up on a separate planet and were recruited to come and work on this planet Earth. They're, they're taken from the same society. So many of them do still have the same um, impressions and norms. And whenever people and police officers alike are asked what they think the false reporting rate in rape is, they grossly overestimate it because it's actually very, very tiny. There was some research that said it's about two to five percent of all rape allegations are actually false. The general population and possibly the police as well, I think it's much higher than that. So there's a, lot, a big problem with the norms and the understanding and the views we hold as a society. And unfortunately, some of those views are brought into policing because obviously police officers are part of our society and communities. So in order to change that, we need to make sure that society changes, not just police. OK, we can't just say to police, you should think this way, you should think that way. Everybody needs to be more educated and more enlightened on what's going on. And they need to get a much better understanding of what's really happening. So these were the three science snippets. Actually, this um, is a lengthy link, but it's it should open the original document if you're interested in this domestic abuse and police culture piece. So these were the three snippets for this week. And um, again, have a look at the um, mental health webinar replay. You can watch all the, all the separate sessions individually, just forward slash MH for mental health. And um, hotel, it's hotel. So um, the phonetic alphabet police thing for H is hotel. There you go. Mother Hotel, policesciencedoctor.com forward slash MH Mother Hotel. Um, so these were the three snippets. Then again, remember the stress workshops, free, no reason to miss it. And, you know, don't tell me you can't attend. It doesn't matter. Just register because you, you get sent the replay link and then you can watch in your own time as many times as you want. So you don't need to be there live. I know there's different time zones. Um, I think for, for, 
it's also it's not actually 1 p.m i uploaded the wrong one sorry it's 4 p.m bst um which is 11 a.m est so correction there so it's 4 p.m bst 11 a.m est i think um it's, it's probably not a very good time for people in australia or new zealand for example and this thursday professor gabriel salfati and of course the emergency stress pit stop course which is closing its doors for enrollment on the 18th of june so do not miss it and um I hope you found this useful. I look forward to seeing you at the stress workshops and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday when I speak with Gabrielle from New York and um, I wish you a good evening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.